This is One Giant Podcast, your source for all things New York football giants. Here are your hosts, Adam Armbrecht and Andy Makowitz. Normally coming with myself, Adam Armbrecht and Andy Makowitz, as you heard in the intro. However, this is a little bit different. I'm going to be flying solo on this one. We had to take a little bit of a hiatus following the conclusion of what was the New York football Giants NFL season. Now, if you're a fan of one of the teams that remains as we work our way through the playoffs, buoy for you. We didn't have an opportunity for that. So normally it's going to be Andy along with myself, but we're going to kind of be restructuring after we went on a little bit of hiatus there, needed to take a deep breath, knew there were going to be changes coming in the organization. So we stepped away. And now as we ramp up kind of what will be our off-season coverage, you can expect us to be coming uh, multiple times a week, most likely Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be the structure we want to go for. Uh, but that being said, we're going to be doing news and notes throughout the offseason, gearing up towards free agency and the NFL draft. So there'll always be a little topic that we can touch on, going to come to you as often as we can throughout the week. And these are going to be quick ones. Keep them in and around 20, 25 minutes in and out the door for you. Nice in that drive time window as you're working your way uh, through the week, hopefully getting all of your New York football Giants information from us at the One Giant Podcast. So with that, let's kick this one off. Hopefully the lonesome, lonely words of yours truly will feather you through here until the next episode when we welcome back in Andy. Giants News and Notes. And with that, we talk about the biggest news, the latest news, Joe Judge has been hired as the New York football Giants head coach. We know that this comes in as delayed information as far as the podcast is concerned. You know, listen, we can go with revisionist history, and I could tell you that this is the name that I had on my mind the whole time, but it's not the case. One thing that Andy and I did discuss when we were going through some of these candidates, Mike McCarthy came in for the interview. Obviously, he exits, goes down to Dallas, and gets hired there. Uh, We said it at the time. It didn't necessarily move the needle for me one way or the other. I think as a fan base, you can look at the at the situation and say, we want to get ourselves back onto stable footing. And maybe Mike McCarthy would have been the safe play in that regard. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera was never an option for us uh, from the standpoint that he got down to Washington. They liked it, offered, hired, done deal. I, I don't know if we were even looking in that direction, but I think... From a Giants fan base standpoint, you can say we wanted a veteran head coach that has experience that can kind of get us back to level ground and then worry about the future at another date, right? Uh, TBD, we're going we're gonna to think about what the long-term agenda is for the New York football Giants franchise. Now, the other name that was out there, of course, was Matt Rule. And everybody knows, now you can say that it was, uh, you know, the topic of conversation. Did Matt Rule get swept out from underneath us by the Carolina Panthers? Or were we, in fact, as the reports say, really enamored with what Joe Judge presented to us uh, when he had his head coaching interview? Then you combine that with Carolina offering you know, $60 million, seven years, going to be heavily involved in the roster decisions there uh, down in Carolina is Matt Rule. So, you know, all, all these things kind of add up. And you say, I-, I know that that's the hot name on everyone's list, But you can go back in history, and this can be true for Joe Judge as well, by the way. You know, coaches that have had success coming from college, few and far between. 
Coaches that have come from anything other than coordinator positions, maybe few and far between in terms of success. The bottom line is, though, you can go and look at offensive coordinators, at defensive coordinators that have been around the league and gotten those chances. They also don't have a high rate of success. That's kind of the nature of the NFL. So I'm not too disappointed that they didn't end up with Matt Rule because I don't know what he's going to turn out to be. For me, once the information broke that it was Joe Judge, I take the big step back and say, okay, you know, you end up retaining Dave Gettleman. And that means that you want to maybe have some sense of stability. You felt like overall, in spite of some head-scratching moves uh, by Gettleman, obviously the Leonard Williams trade stands out there, uh, you know, trading away a lot of the assets. I think you got good value in the offseason for an Odell Beckham, for an Olivier Vernon, a Snacks Harrison, an Eli Apple. You know, this was about a cleansing of the roster. So you, know, you stand by Gettleman and you make the choice to turn over the coaching staff with Joe Judge. And for me, I think the interview process probably did this for him. You're setting yourself up to say, if over the next handful of years, Joe Judge grows into the head coaching role and starts to take on the responsibilities as he works his way through uh, as a head coach for the the Giants, then this can be the long-term hire. This can be the next Tom Coughlin situation where he's here for 10 plus seasons. You have an opportunity to get yourself back into the playoffs and hopefully compete for division titles. And then, of course, compete for you know a Super Bowl championship. I, I, I know that people want that instant gratification of whether it was Matt Rule saying that's the hot hire. You get him. It, it would, doesn't, wouldn't have proved anything. Doesn't mean that you were going to all of a sudden turn this thing around. Uh, you know, you want the Mike McCarthy's of the world doesn't mean anything just because he had past success. You know, and I liked a lot of what I heard from him, that he was out there sitting down with other ex-coaches, seeing areas that he could improve his game in. And don't be surprised if Dallas has some immediate turnaround success there. Because guess what? They have a really strong offensive line ready to go. They have a quarterback that can play certainly at a high level, as we've seen. They have Ezekiel Elliott there in the backfield. So you you can expect that a veteran team uh, with a lot of high-end talent can turn around quickly underneath Mike McCarthy. The Giants aren't in that situation. They need to take a bit of a bigger picture view. So for me, I think this was a little bit of of Mara, Tish, even Gettleman involved in that conversation of saying, this needs to shift in a new direction. We need to understand that whatever maybe we thought, and this is where I give Gettleman a little bit of a pass, whatever we thought we wanted to do, you know, Mara and Tish and Eli Manning in the back end of his career and wanting to go for one more push, that it didn't work out. The last two years, mistakes were made in terms of the moves that happened in free agency and through the draft in terms of what you thought this team was going to be. And ultimately, a mistake was made in the hiring of Pat Shermer as a head coach. He's already, I don't know if he's picked up there yet, I believe he's gone to Denver as the offensive coordinator. And I think that he's going to do a fantastic job there because I believe that that's the role that he is best suited for. So you acknowledge that you make those mistakes, but you can't double or triple down on that and then try to pivot so immediately and say, let's go ahead and swing the pendulum and bring in Mike McCarthy because he's going to write this ship instantly. It's not going to be the case. It's still going to take some time. So this feels like a quality hire to me. Uh, and now from there, the next aspect of this is building of, of the coaching staff underneath Joe Judge. One of my concerns after the hire was, is the organization going to allow him to create his own staff? Gettleman gave a couple interviews to this effect, saying that he's going to be allowed to structure it as he wants to. Said that they did have coordinators under contract, and he he wanted them to at least get an, an opportunity to interview and retain their position. But nothing was going to stop 
Joe Judge from going out and identifying the coaches that he wanted on his staff. Already to this point, we know that Graham is coming over uh, from the Miami Dolphins. He has his connection with Joe Judge through the New England Patriots. He's coming over to take on uh, the defensive coordinator responsibilities. And you can have your opinion of it, but as we know, Cupboard was fairly bare. Gave up a lot of the assets down in Miami this past season. So we'll see how he comes in and impacts the defensive side of the ball. You also have the QB coach in uh, Shaplinski coming over. He's going to take on that role of continuing the development of Daniel Jones. Again, has ties through New England with Joe Judge. So some familiar faces, and this is what happens on most staffs, opportunities for guys uh, to come along with you when you get that head uh, coaching uh, you know, appointment. Now, from a QB coach standpoint, this is an elevation now. He went from assistant to now officially QB coach. Defensive coordinator, like for like, um, you know, so that's not necessarily a step up for him, but just a new opportunity in a new environment where maybe more responsibility will be put on him here with the Giants. A couple of the of the coaches that get brought back now from the previous regime is going to be our special teams coordinator McGahey. Uh, he's going to go ahead and get an opportunity. Was top five there in average uh, in average punt returns. Top five, I believe, in. Uh, coverage, and then top 10 in terms of net punt yards as well. So a lot of positives on the special teams. And if you're Joe Judge and you and you go in, you have this conversation there, you get to like what you saw you know, on, on paper. And now I'm going to bring in some of my own wrinkles, right? I'm coming from the special teams area. So maybe I can help move that needle for us and continue to grow in that direction. You know, beyond that, the wide receiver coach Tolbert also going to be retained as well. So a couple of guys are getting opportunities. We know as far as an offensive coordinator standpoint, Jay Gruden is a name out there. Uh, Garrett just came in and interviewed yesterday for the offensive coordinator position, a veteran name like Jim Caldwell. And then even our very own Shula is getting an opportunity to interview with Joe Judge. Now, uh, you know, the Garrett one, I know that he was on the list to be interviewed for the head coaching position when we were conducting our search. I actually wouldn't mind him at the offensive coordinator position. I think that he gets to back get back into a familiar area, hone himself in, in you know, specifically on the offense, and having had a background as a QB in the NFL probably gives him an even better opportunity to work with and communicate with Daniel Jones and help elevate his game as he develops. From that standpoint, you can you can look to that and like it. And maybe if you're a Giants fan, you want to have that little feather in your cap of taking the discard of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And maybe he turns out to be a real asset for you. And we get to, you know, stick our noses up a little bit if you want to have some fun. Now, the Shula element of it is interesting because Pat Shermer was doing all the play calling on the offensive side of the ball. So now if he comes in and has that discussion with Judge, Shula gets to say, listen, I, I liked a lot of what we did. You can hang your hat on, on what... Daniel Jones did over the course of the season, some of those positives. And then if you're Shula, you get to say, by the way, this is where I would have wanted to go a different route. These are areas that I think we could have done a little bit better or more. And maybe I was stymied by Pat Shermer or just, you know, maybe I learned something along the way. So, you know, I'd be kind of indifferent if they chose to keep Shula. I'd be interested if uh, full play calling was given to him. Then this upcoming season, you would certainly feel like you're going to get a taste of what he's capable of. And then the bonus to that would obviously be familiarity with Daniel Jones, staying, uh, relatively speaking, within the same structure on the offensive side, get to keep some the same terminology. Again, you're going to have Joe Judge talking about maybe some wrinkles that he wants to introduce there. But going back to that press conference, by and large, he's speaking to the idea of, 
Uh, I'm going to try to get the best out of all the players that I have on my team, try to identify what their best attributes are, and then accentuate those on both sides of the ball, on all three phases, really. So, you know, we'll see what comes out over the next couple of days here. One of the other names out there in uh, Buffalo, we were denied the opportunity to interview with Diebel, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. So he's still under contract there. They deny uh, us an interview, which means that they're looking to retain someone who, you know, we see Josh Allen had some success this year as well. So maybe that was someone that was high on the list for Judge. Uh, nevertheless, we're not going to get that chance there. So we'll have to see how it plays out. You know, to go just uh, big picture here on Joe Judge and the things that I liked about him from his press conference and where I think it's going to be interesting as we work our way towards the offseason is how does he come in and evaluate all the talent on the current roster? Who does he look at? And, you know, throw out the name of Lorenzo Carter, right? Up and down kind of year for him. I think he again showed flashes of growth. Does Judge come in and review that tape and say, okay, the areas that you were doing well in, I think you showed improvement. The areas that you struggled in, those aren't things that I would have asked you to do in the first place. So, you know, all of a sudden you don't know how you're looking at certain positions and whether or not this is a guy you need to move on from or you feel like still has room to grow. Likewise, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Baker showed some flashes. Sam Beal, these are both young guys, relatively speaking, are both going to be going to their second year with the way Sam Beal deal with injuries. That's going to impact the decisions that you make, and we'll talk about this coming up, in free agency and in the draft. What are we expecting when you now look at this roster with a new head coach? And he says, these are some guys we got to ship out. These are some players that I want to bring in. Um, you know, Now, it does go hand in hand having a sit down with Gettleman because he's going to have some input there about the players that he's drafted or that he's brought in through free agency or through trade and say, I, I like these guys. I'd like to give them, give them a fair shake. So that's going to be something that we don't know yet and only time will tell. So there's no reason to speculate on it. But as we move through the offseason, we'll probably start to go along the way, Andy Makamitz and myself, and say, Lorenzo Carter, what's your take on him? And do you know what do you think he can grow into in this new scheme? Uh, you, you look across the offensive line, Hernandez. How do we assess him? Where was his play this past season? And what do we want to see from him in year three in order to know for sure that he's a quality player? I'll even throw in these last couple of ones uh, before we move on. And that's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, a guy like B.J. Hill who came on late in the season, a guy like McIntosh who really fell down that depth chart, right? Uh, even a guy like Tomlinson who had a really strong year for us. How are you assessing all of these bodies? He may come in there, Joe Judge, and say, boy, I really like what McIntosh has. I think the reason why he fell down the depth chart is because we weren't utilizing him to the best of his abilities. And, and by and large, that's the thing that I've loved from him is saying, what do you do well? We're going to have you do that to the high on that you know at the highest level possible and then we're going to try to avoid putting you in positions where you're going to struggle and have issues and that can come down to depth that you have on the roster and ability of the understanding within these schemes on both sides of the ball to get personnel on and off the field in a timely fashion especially on defense when these up-tempo offenses come at you so that you're allowing the best player in the best position to make the best possible play so those are some of those names that I think you're going to hear us talking about as we move down the line Free agency targets. 
All right, so as we look ahead here again, we're going to dive into some free agency prospects that we like from uh, for the New York football giants. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out the big name here, uh, a big name at least in my mind. It's one that if you followed us over on uh, Sportscaster, we, I was doing a lot of coverage over there, analyzing other teams towards the back end of the season, highlighting free agents that were coming up and targets that I think the giants needed to take a look at. So when you look across this offensive line, the Giants have Remmers there at right tackle. We know that we brought him in there on that one-year deal. He's going to be gone. So you obviously have an opening there. You can talk about the interior line as well. And then obviously we highlight left tackle, Nate Soldier. A very down year for him from a performance standpoint. Big contract hanging over the Giants' head there. Not sure what they're going to do, but for me, I think it's easy to say. You want a combo between free agency and the draft? Jack Conklin, Tennessee Titan. They did not exercise the, the, the 2020 option on him at the start of the year, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. This guy comes out at 25 years old, played to a 78 pro football focus rating. That's 14 points higher than Mike Remmers received for the New York football giants this past year. Gave up four sacks on the season, very effective in the run game as well. You want to talk about being able to move the needle and make up for some of the errors here. We like Zeitler there. You want to pair him with a quality right tackle on that side. You go out there, you know you have the cap room going into free agency, and you know comparables that we can talk about. A guy like James out in Denver, he signed a four-year, $51 million contract. Collins in Dallas, five-year, $50 million contract. Uh, Wagner there in Detroit, five-year, $47 million contract. So maybe this is going to go up a little bit. You know how those ranges are always going to shift. And because you may need to go out there and not not overspend the way we did with Soldier, where it felt like a, a pivot panic move when you didn't get your original target in Norwell, uh, you can go ahead and let's just let's just put it in that range of 50 to 60 million on a four or five year deal. And remember those back end two there, Collins and Wagner that we have, those are five year 50 million, five year 47. So maybe you get that fifth year if you want to go to what would end up being. I mean, it's going to take him through. He's 30. He'll be 26 somewhere along this way. So 30, 31. I have no problem with that getting stability and consistency at that right tackle position and what would represent the highest rated offensive lineman for us if you look at who we've had this year and then going into next season. I think pairing him next to Zeitler, who was our highest rated offensive lineman this year, that's a nice pairing that you can start to build along and then look down the rest of the line. So for me, I'd be hard-pressed. There's not a ton of options out there, but this represents a high-end option that is certainly going to have some suitors, but we have the capital here in terms of room to go out there and attack this player immediately and make him one of our number one priorities as we head into the offseason. 2020 NFL Draft. Now, when we, when we look at the upcoming draft as well, bringing in the new new head coach, still have the same GM, but this again, where is the value going to be placed by Joe Judge? You assume that he likes the idea. You can kind of glean this from the press conference. Uh, Dave Gettleman has spoke to this idea as well. Winning the game in the trenches, offense and defensive line. So, you know, we, we just mentioned there in the free agency piece, Conklin being a guy that you want to go ahead and try to attack. Now, how does that impact what you look to do in the draft? We've had a couple of different ideas get thrown around here. We're going to focus on, we're just going to highlight one player right now that's certainly getting some buzz after the national championship game on the losing side of things. But nevertheless, this is a player that's going to offer some versatility and certainly fill the need for the Giants. But before we bring him up, the curiosity that I'm going to have is, 
Again, Joe Judge coming in and evaluating the roster. What does he look at when he says first, second, third round? Where do we want to go here? If, if he comes in and says the offensive line is my first and foremost, right? Nate Soldier is an issue. Whether you're going to give him another opportunity there, left tackle, you know, certainly I, I don't like. I really I don't like the idea of him being there. Bottom line, you've heard this from me over the course of it. I've had battles with Andy on this throughout the podcast here. Uh, I, I I know that it means eating salary. But he just represents an issue for you right now. And I don't think that idea of swinging him around to the right tackle and giving him a chance over there, I don't know if that's a solution for you. And I I probably feel stronger about bringing in someone like a Conklin and saying, yeah, go ahead and take over this role. We already know what you are there. Swinging Soldier out to the right side, is it a less high-profile spot from on the line? Sure. Doesn't mean he's going to be any better, though. You know, So you're still taking a risk there, and it doesn't mean that you can you know, theoretically say we've improved at this position on the roster. So depending on what they do there, though, do the Giants say they want to put priority on an offensive lineman and at four they go best available? That's possible. There's a lot of depth there at the offensive line position in this upcoming draft. So you could probably look and say apples to apples, we can go second round and maybe take an opportunity to get a a player in that's going to be able to learn. And if you still are there with Nate Soldier, you say open competition, come training camp. If the young rookie wins out of left tackle, so be it. And, and we'll go ahead and look at it and say, well, we're getting quality play. The contract for Soldier is the contract. Or if he needs a year of seasoning, he continues to develop. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, you also take a look at this secondary. Again, assessing Baker, assessing Beal. Uh, Julian Love making that transition from cornerback to safety. Not, no pun intended. Love what I saw from Love. I think he really came on there once he got that opportunity when Pepper went down with injury. So you can like some of those assets that you have there on the defensive side. But does the new defensive coordinator, Graham, come in and say, I need to bring in who I think. I got to put my guy in the hat for the draft that's going to become a lockdown corner for us. So Okuda there out of uh, Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, is he a guy that they, they evaluate as being worth a fourth overall pick? Does anything about these players, offensive line, cornerback, does that dictate where the Giants feel like if someone is looking to make a move up the charts, we are willing to slide back? Remember, new head coach, Maybe he wants to get as many assets as possible so that he can restructure and fill in the needs uh, that he sees on this roster after he's evaluated everybody. Because you can theoretically have been Pat Shermer combined with Dave Gettleman and said, we like what we have at XYZ position. We need to improve here, here, and here. But now Joe Judge comes in, and there could be some flip, you know, flip-flopping here. He may look at a couple of guys that Pat Shermer was ready to cut ties with and say, no, I, I like what I see on tape from him. Likewise, though, there could be some players that he that he sees and says, it's not going to work out. He doesn't do enough of what I need for what I want this team to be going into the next season. So that's going to sway a little bit uh, how you look at this roster and how many holes he theoretically thinks he needs to fill and what that dictates from a draft asset standpoint. That being said, you know, if it's linemen, there's been some some fluctuation there in terms of who we, who is being said as the number one prospect there. And that's why I think maybe you could drop back out of that fourth spot. Uh, cornerback, again, don't know what the drop off really is from a true number one. Uh, Okuda is, you know, a, a guy who was in that kind of tandem battle for the number one. And then throughout the course of the college season, really showed himself out to be a lockdown. Has nice size, nice length. Um, so maybe they want to bring him in. 
The one we're going to really highlight here, though, is Isaiah Simmons. And I mentioned, at on the losing side of the national championship game, this is a guy that's coming in there at 236-465. He can spy the quarterback. He can cover tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. He's the proverbial sideline-to-sideline linebacker, and he also has the ability to rush the quarterback as well. So this is a quote-unquote complete linebacker prospect. And if you have this kind of player available for you at the fourth overall pick, mentioned earlier, how does Joe Judge assess a guy like Lorenzo Carter? Well, I could make the case that you're better off pushing him to the inside linebacker position, taking some of that obligation off of him to pick up the running backs out of the backfield. Not necessarily a sideline-to-sideline kind of linebacker, but he certainly can come up and help in run uh, run defense. And he's a guy that could pick up a tight end depending on what the matchup dictates. Now if you bring Simmons in and he plays on the outside of that 3-4, he can go ahead and attack downhill at the quarterback. He can move inside, rotate in and out with Lorenzo Carter. And to tie it back into the perspective that Joe Judge offered at his uh, you know opening press conference, I'm going to identify what players do well and put them in positions to succeed. So I think a versatile player like Simmons at that linebacker role, he's going to be someone that can drop back into coverage successfully. That's going to allow for some multiple looks there with Love or Peppers coming down into the box, mixing and matching. How do you want to assign these players with running backs coming out of the backfield based on formations that opposing offenses offer to you? So, you know, I don't know how they're going to look at this. For me personally, I think you still have enough assets on the defensive line. You, can, you know, take, take away the fact that Leonard Williams, the trade, if you liked it or not. You have Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Tomlinson, B.J. Hill. I can't really throw in McIntosh, but he is there, certainly. You, know, you have a number of guys there in the front that you can be sustainable going into this next season. But you get to that linebacker core. I know we all hope that Ryan Connolly comes back healthy and he can be a contributor for you. You expect Ogletree to be gone from this roster as well. Lorenzo Carter is there for you. What else can you really say for sure? is going to be someone that you that you expect to see and want to see out there in that linebacker unit and out on the, on, on the outside there in this 3-4 scheme. So, you know, I would make the case that Simmons at four would make a ton of sense, that you wouldn't move back at any point. He has, again, versatility, can do everything that you want a linebacker to do, so that means that you can leave him out there on the field more often than not. And oh, by the way, one of the names that we didn't mention in this coaching hire uh, situation, and just got to throw it out there on social media, uh, hasn't been brought in for an interview or anything, just a maybe a Giants hopeful kind of thing, loving to bring back some of the uh, past players. And that's Antonio Pierce. Been learning there at Arizona State under Herm Edwards, working as an assistant coach and working with the linebacker core there. Now, this isn't a player that was known to be the best athlete on the field during his playing career, but the reason why Giants fan loved him so much is that he was an intelligent player, knew how to read the offenses, communicate with the rest of the defense about where the assignments are supposed to be. And then, of course, everyone is an athlete at the NFL level, so he could still do enough to get the job done, dropping back in coverage at times or working up there in run support. So be interesting to see if maybe you bring someone like that in to get the most out of the current linebackers that are on this roster and then maybe when you bring in a guy like Simmons through the draft, you give yourself the best chance to have them hit the ground running in your first rookie season as a head coach if you're Joe Judge with this new staff that you're bringing in and hoping to bring a little bit of buzz and excitement back on the defensive side of the ball where we all know was easily the biggest area of struggle for the Giants this past season. 
Okay, so short and sweet and to the point, friends. We're going to get out of here on that note. We obviously touch back on what is considered, quote, some old news with the hiring of Joe Judge. We will be keeping our eye out for any of those coaching updates and hires that are going to come through. I'm already liking some of the names that have come along. Be curious to see if he goes veteran head coach for the offensive coordinator at all. Haven't seen it yet, but again, Garrett, Gruden, uh, even Shula sticking around, or Jim Caldwell, I, I would be fond of, but I'm okay if Joe Judge wants to go, you know, younger in the in this situation and give himself opportunities to bring on some new minds with some new ideas and develop collectively as a coaching staff. So if anything does come down, you can expect to hear from us here on the podcast about it. We'll also, as we did in this one, continue to highlight free agents and draft prospects as we work our way through the total draft, second, third, middle, and late rounds, and some of those picks that we hope the Giants can look to make to fill out this roster. And then likewise in free agency, are there some veterans out there, maybe familiar faces over from the New England Patriots if you're Joe Judge. This is going to be a very exciting offseason for the Giants. It already has been to this point. And at the, at the very least, what have we gotten? A reason to be curious, optimistic. You know, there's a little bit of buzz and excitement around New York football Giants fan base, I would say. And while some people may have wanted a totally clean sweep there with Dave Gettleman out the door as well, we know where we stand now. Let's see how this coaching staff develops, and let's see some of the moves that we start to hear about as we work our way towards the NFL offseason, free agency, and the draft. You can follow Adam and Andy at One Giant Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Remember to download, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever podcasts are available. This has been One Giant Podcast.